0: Forties Project podcast with no catchphrases, no cheesy quotes or buzzwords. This is just a raw and honest life perspective from a couple of average country chicks. I'm Abby, the fresh-faced forty, and I'm Melissa, the fully fledged and well fermented. Coming up on today's episode of the 40s Project, forget maybes, change your life by creating your list of firm no's and hell yeses. We'll also spill the beans on what we've been watching, reading and listening to and you'll get the lowdown on how we're embracing 40. We're here in your office today, Melissa, it's not quite the studio I was thinking of but anyway, (laughs) you tell me there's reno's coming, that's great. Um, We're staring at um, our rather phallic looking talking stick, Mm -hmm. we've named Phil. Yes, and I'm pleased that you taught me the word phallic in this early stages of 40. I'm actually surprised you didn't know what phallic was. No. Being a wordy? Yeah. So Um, for those that don't? For those that don't know, phallic means a penis-shaped object, and Phil is definitely a penis-shaped object. Hmm. Sure is. (laughs) He's quite girthy, too. (laughs) Did not just say girthy. (laughs) So we want to share with you some of our soul nourishing conversations we've had in the sidebar of the local pub or in the car while watching footy. Melissa, is that a deal breaker for you? The word soul nourishing I've used there. I quite like soul nourishing. You don't mind it? I don't mind that. I know. I feel feel like the word Nazi, uh, there's some just words that cannot be said on podcasts. I think maybe I've listened to too many podcasts all these catchphrases, and they're quite annoying. So I made a list. You have made a list. I've got a list. All right. Hit us up. <laughs> I, I can't promise anything. There's no any who's. It's any how. Okay, I'm For not the love of God, it's not, not any an any who person anyway. <laughs> We're not going on any journeys. We're sitting. We're not on journeys. We're not unpacking anything. We discovered that neither of us actually unpack from holidays or trips away. It could be three months. <laughs> I still haven't unpacked. Yeah. Uh, blessed we're not deep diving although you know don't deep dive's on the edge oh see it's, firm, it's a firm no oh, from me oh that's a no yeah no. deep dive's off oh. right deep dive moving forward uh grateful for the lesson holding space what even is that it's not even tangible to hold space <laughs> <laughs> someone didn't go to science class uh neck minute is really off Yeah, it is. it is it's <laughs> totally wrong and no references to things being surreal because surreal is an elephant on a bike. It's not something that was unreal or exciting or different. Right. <laughs> I reckon the list is going to grow. But it will, and I could annoy you with that. my cranky old lady 40s <laughs> list of shit. We're not saying. <laughs> we may have a list, but we're definitely not experts on anything. This is just the kind of podcast you can listen to when you're rocking back and forth in the car after dropping the kids off at school or – Dusting windowsills or folding the never-ending pile of Mount Washington because <laughs> we've all got that. <laughs> we do. So recently, Abby, you've turned 40. Only what month? What day when did you turn uh, 40? Yeah, back um, in May. I'm three weeks into the celebrations. Three, it's only three weeks ago. Yeah. Tell us how you celebrated Well, you did it well.
1: I did it well
0: morning. but, you know, when you turn 40, it sort of starts when you turn 39. And I think the most daunting part of turning 40 was actually turning 39 Yeah, because it was the last birthday in my 30s, the summing up of another decade of my life. And 39 is no longer late 30s. It's pushing 40. Yes, it is. So I did what I do best and I created a list, (laughs) a list of things I wanted to achieve before I turned 40. I kept a bit of a log of the last year in my 30s, which kept me accountable. Um, it was when I wrote that list that I realized my 30s were pretty shitty. There's a lot going on yeah. in your 30s. I can, I can probably, looking back, I can probably say the, the same. A yeah. lot happens yeah. in your 30s. It is. It's a big decade and, you know, you sit there worry about turning 40 and then you go, what am I worried about? My 30s were shit out. Yes. <laughs> I All I wanted to do before I turned 40 was put this harrowing back injury that I'd had during my 30s behind me and to end that chapter in my life. Um, yeah, my 30s were marred by chronic pain, which started just after I had my third and last baby at 31. So yeah, as I was staring down the barrel of 40, I wanted to put that story behind me. Pardon the pun, but I wanted to put my back story behind me. <laughs> and that's multiple puns. That's, I quite like a pun <laughs> yeah, we're. I'm glad you haven't outlawed puns. No. <laughs> So I exercised every day. I lost a bit of weight. I reduced my work hours to accommodate weekly appointments. Because when you live in the country, traveling for you know a half an hour appointment to the city, it can be it is very time consuming, as you would well know. Um, so yeah, heading into the final leg of my uh, final leg to my forties, I actually felt really really good. I um, felt the best I had in years. I um, I even got behind a boat. Um, during summer, oh, you did too. I did. I was, I was kind of nervous. I know. Yeah. My mum, my mum would have been beside herself. Oh, Cheryl, yeah. yeah, Cheryl. So all was well until winter hit and this pain started creeping back in. But hey, I'm forty. <laughs> if you don't have something wrong with you, I know, be a sign. Perhaps it isn't my backstory. Perhaps <laughs> it's just the arthritis creeping in. <laughs> my body has been through a hell of a lot and i was i was dreaming pretty big to put that story behind me um and you know i do know that it's a forever a work in progress and you know what even though you might think this is a bit buzzy <laughs> but even shit things like my my sister always asked me well, if you went back and changed something what would you change even my crappy back story has taught me so much It's, um, you know, I'm a bit of a believer in everything happens for a reason. And I don't know why anyone would have done that to me, but gosh, I have learned so much about compassion, so much about dealing with chronic pain and illness. And, um, and I've learned, which is a pretty timely lesson going forward that I am the best advocate for myself Mm. and, you know, it, it starts and stops with me. So I won't give up. Um, it's just, uh, story will continue. It, yeah. Bravo. Bloody hell. That's a good way to start your 40s. Yeah. Yes. And I think, you know, at 40, when you turn 40 anyway, you've got to start looking after your body and doing extra things anyway. So things do go a little bit scary, there. Yeah. If yeah. yes. you don't keep on top of them like that's I've recently learned. That's right. Things you can figure out is some stuff. Absolutely. And, look, we're, um, I think, well, we're both mothers of, children supportive of our farmer husbands which is a job in itself yeah and if you don't look after yourself then shit falls apart because yes. we both know as much as our husbands are wonderful in their own ways they can't run this shit show like we do yeah and i think it's a little undervalued at times too oh and that's why we have trouble with the farmer's wife we do yeah. except for the show <laughs> <we do> like... <laughs> yeah let's talk about that later yeah let's, okay yeah we'll talk about we'll that later some, huh? but yeah as for my 40th I celebrated well and I am quite proud of my achievements oh, yeah. in the 40 celebrations. They're still going. I think that is because having a birthday um, when um, it is seeding on the farm <laughs> is not ideal. So the big hurrah got a little bit delayed. So a couple of weeks after my birthday, a group of us went to Byron Bay for a boozy weekend. I definitely would have been in Bali pre-COVID. Mm. I have a. Damn it. Yes, I have a love affair with Bali. I, I go there once or twice a year. I even I even host women's retreats in Bali. <laughs> yes. I can't say I've joined you because I have an aversion to heat. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Byron was literally the next best thing. I don't know why I, I chose Byron, but I got there and there was a gecko on my pillow and that's what would happen in Bali. Yeah. So I realized, yeah, yeah this is why I'm here. On. But i got to say, we love Byron. I don't think Byron loves yes. us. Byron. Byron's not okay with the farmer? No. So we got kicked out of a pub before 10 o'clock <laughs> and we know how to party in the country. So I'm just like, what? Like <laughs> we haven't even done anything wrong. And it was later we realised um, and we were told by a few other security guards that um, because we weren't wearing the uh, traditional Byron Birkenstocks <laughs> and we had R.M. Williams boots on, we were stereotyped. We were kicked out of the pub because they don't like those people. Stuck up, Byron. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, I know. <laughs> Why it's not embracing culture? <laughs> you know what? You know, I can imagine they would have had some Czech shirts and army Williams boots in there that's causing them to some pretty wrong the, stuff. The rum yeah. drinkers. Yeah. Well, not all the rum drinkers. <laughs> you know, you're right. You're right. So, yeah, that was Byron. It was awesome. And the celebrations aren't over yet. Are they they're really not so- over. They're not over. <laughs> we have a, a friend, another friend, um, and I didn't go to Byron, uh, so we decided to uh, gift Abby with a mystery adventure, which is coming up uh, next weekend. So so this is the part of my 40th that I'm actually crapping myself with. <laughs> so you should because our friends are little. Great, great. <laughs> and we've got some. <laughs> no, it'll be fun. Nothing scary. We're not hiking mountains for the love of God. You're going on. with me. We're not, not doing, doing anything to adventurous. <laughs> I'm just going to read you a few of the questions I've had oh. from from <laughs> our Craco friend Belinda lately. <laughs> they keep sending me random questions. So, do you have a camp stretcher? Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, I do. I'm okay with that. What shoe size are you? And how are you with heights? So I'm not sure where we're going, but um, we'll fill you in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll keep you posted <laughs> on the shenanigans of the um, 40th mystery birthday weekend. So, so far, I'm feeling fairly uplifted by turning 40. They're definitely right when they say you give less fucks at 40. You really do. I'm sure you even give, I'm sure you give less when you're 50. So, I'm not <laughs> even scared about that journey. Well, I'm over the I'm over the tip. I'm 46. So yeah. I'm six years into being 40. Um, I didn't mind turning, I didn't have a weird thing turning 40. Yeah. I had more of a weird thing turning 30. But for me, 30, there was a lot going on. Yeah. I was pregnant with my first child. I hadn't, you know, I was married at 28. I've moved to the country. So there was a lot of changes and I think this, oh, I'm turning, and then 30s was, I don't know, I was all grown up and I'm going to be a mum and there was a lot going on. So turning 40, I finished, you know, the baby-making thing. I was sort of, and I think you're right with the the 38, 39, the lead-up to Mm -hmm. 40, you start thinking about stuff. I guess the mortality thing comes in. You think, well, technically I'm kind of. I'm halfway, middle really? age. you're, middle, you're t- um, literally middle aged. Um, <clears throat> sometimes I find you know, you chronologically I'm 46, but sometimes I really still feel like a teenager and that it wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. I think there's that you feel like an imposter, and then you look around, and you go, I'm the adultiest adult in the room. <laughs> and I felt that just recently at a social event and went, <laughs> I'm not going to do I'm like, all the adult by old people and then realised, oh, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> um, some things I get, I've, I've got more confident in expressing what is and isn't good for me and not being apologetic for it. And I think losing the apology, I think we all know what we want, but that fear of expressing that or holding to it and saying actually, no, I don't. you know, no, that's not me. I would always sort of try and bend in with Starting people. Starting your boundaries. Yeah, and making some firm ones and sticking to them. I've realised I know myself a lot better. I tolerate a, loss, a lot less bullshit than I used to. I'm happy to walk away from the negative. Um, I can quietly just do a backdoory on things, people or events, that just don't do it for me. I've dropped the people-pleasing as much. I still am a people-pleaser. I don't want to be unkind or there's that balance. There's a voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Everyone gets them. So I can say there definitely was a shift within my 40s. Um, That may have been what what was happening around or in my life at the time. Just going back to your boundaries, Melissa, now that I'm 40, I'm seeing a lot of women create their no list, especially what is her name? Sally... So, yes, Sally Hepworth. Sally Hepworth. Yeah, I've seen her. Well, my sister actually, she follows Sally on Instagram and she sent me a message just recently with Sally Hepworth's list of no's and she wrote, Abby, there's nothing here you'd say no to, is there? Hmm. And I thought, oh, yeah, I'm really bad at saying no. And then I read it and I'm like, nah, all of those things are things that – I don't feel like I'd say no to. So no, and I, um, no, I'm the same too. I was interested to when you said that, and then yeah. you read the list. I went. It's hers. Is pretty intense. It's a pretty privileged position, Sally. Yeah, to be so able to have some a list of her like no's are uh, not ch- attending her children's school functions or fundraisers. No one wants to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you went to assembly the other day, and <laughs> no, I under, wasn't there under duress. <laughs> Under duress. So, yeah, no, I think that those things, no one wants to do them. You do those because it's what you sign up for when you push kids out. Another one on her list was cooking dinner. <laughs> oh, Sally. Just just imagine how your life would change if this was a realistic thing that you could say no to. Like, Sally, I challenge you to live on our farm for a week. <laughs> you'd be very hungry. Yeah. And you'd have very unhappy children. Yeah. You're um you're, uh, You might rethink your list of no's, that's for sure. Uh, Another one of hers, going to the supermarket. (laughs) What the actual fuck? (laughs) Oh, we dream. (laughs) We don't even have a, you know, door-to-door delivery service here. Um, My Monday mornings generally start in the supermarket. It's the most depressing start to the week you could think of. And I can guarantee I've forgotten something. My kids will get home and tell me there's nothing to eat. It's shit, but it's bloody (laughs) life. It is, yeah, it is. Part of our lives. Yeah. Clearly yeah. not part of Sally's life. Yeah. So, yeah, it sort of led me to think that she leads an extraordinarily privileged life and then mm-hmm. go her, but I hope she doesn't end up regretting it because um being a mum is not there forever and, you, you know, your kids are only little for months and mm-hmm. you have to go to a school function or or whatever. Well, just what the, Didn't she have on there too that she doesn't go inside, she doesn't step on? Yep, she doesn't. Into, the school, into the school grounds. Yeah. So Yeah. And I, it's hard. She might for us. be cooking cupcakes. No. The PCC, no. will she? It's hard for us to imagine because I don't know. I don't live in the city or have sent children to school in a bigger community. So living in a country community, I guess we do have choices, but we feel as though we don't because well, it's a different culture. We It's are, a, It's. A, it's yeah, yeah. It's hard to compare the urban and rural. A lot of these it's things tough. wouldn't be able to to function without the volunteer help, That's right. without the backing Mm -hmm. of parents. Yeah, it's very difficult because we devote a lot of our lives to Mm. to committees. That's another thing. She doesn't go on committees. No, that's right. She doesn't. Um, We're probably on a couple too many. We are on a couple too many Um, and sometimes I regret that and other times (laughs) I go, it's just my turn. Like it's my turn. If I want my children to play sport in the country, go to school in the country, if I don't want our – Like if you don't want your hospital to close down, if you want to have services for aged care, you either get out there and and work your ass off and be on that committee or don't you ever complain when they close. Mm. That was very passionate. It was, wasn't it? But I've thought long and hard about my no list and I've discovered that's quite a problem for me. (laughs) I actually found it difficult too to come up with. I'm a A no list. Yeah, I I think I'm a people pleaser, which I need to work on because 40s, uh, hello, I don't need to people-please anymore, um, but I also think that maybe I thrive on chaos. <laughs> <laughs> you do chaos well. I work better <laughs> under pressure, so I'm constantly overfilling my cup. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be a work in progress for me. What's what's on your no list, Melissa? I have got a few no lists, but they're a bit pathetic no lists. They're not big ones, as in Sally, lots of faces. Hepworth. 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 <clears throat> don't follow her, she's a bit <laughs> she would not be my friend. She writes good books, I don't mind her books, She's a, but... yeah, She's. A, I don't know I don't know her and I'm sure Sally's not listening to Totally judging her because of her no list. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <No. laughs> we judge people with boundaries. <laughs> I say no to washing the car. Pointless exercise. Mm. Not wasting my time when you live on a dirt road. And isn't that what we have kids for? Ah, uh, yeah, well yeah actually, that's a good point. I should send mm. them to work. Um Being overscheduled, that's not good for me. I don't work well. I'm opposite. Under pressure, I don't like it. Uh, Big parties, just never really been into big parties, but now I I sort of say no when I can. If if it's not a special person, it's different if that person's special. You and I are so similar yet so (laughs) unalike. I say no to shops. Except when our friend Belinda just buys us tequila. Oh, shops. <laughs> not shops. You do go to the oh, shops. You don't I don't like shopping. So you I don't no to that, do I shops. shots And then alcohol shots. I did I say you have like a them. shot of tequila recently. I did. It wasn't pleasant. <laughs> um I say no to my kids. Uh when it's when it's necessary. I say no to dress ups. I can't stand a dress up party. Just fuck off. Like <laughs> I'm not coming. <laughs> Damn, write that off the 41st <laughs> birthday list. Group exercise. Nah. Small talk. I'm not good at it, so I avoid it if I can. Say no to a cheesy quote. Although. Oh, it depends. What it you, depends what, what your your cheesy is. But that's true. I love, qu- I love quotes, right? I love quotes, but yeah. Yeah, not the cheesy. Uh, drunk people. Over drunk people. Not happy drunk people slobbery, drunk people, if you can't sort your shit out by the time you're 40 and you can't manage it and you're throwing up in the toilet and crying about your shitty boyfriend, husband, partner, kids, get your shit sorted. I've got – don't ask me to help you. It's not happening. <laughs> there's a boundary. There's real I'm glad I'm just the singing <laughs> singer and dancer when I'm drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah, <you. laughs> I don't have any You don't nose. have anything. I did all that research. <laughs> I don't have any nose. And But do you know what? I think I need to. Yes. It's it's a thing because I've worked out that you probably do stuff. Oh, it's raining. I'm guessing everyone can hear that. That makes my farmer husband very happy. Yes, absolutely. Um, a wet winter, that's what we want. Uh, yeah. I've lost track. I'm going to work on it, though, and I'm actually going to put a segment in here, and I'm going to say every episode we are going to have a, a segment of firm nose, and I'm going to think about my nose, and I'm going to stick to them. But also – because I like to put a little positive spin on things, um, I'm going to throw a hell yes into the episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I – and this week I'm going to give a hell yes to catching up with friends every week, whether it's – whether you actually have time to pop in for a coffee. I I don't because, remember, I don't <laughs> say no to anything, I overfill my cup. So even if it's just catching up over the chip cooker at the footy club, which we do, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just make – invest in your tribe make sure you've got time for friends because when those shitty situations pop up and when you turn 40 and stuff like that you realize just how good those forever friends are so hell yes to friends and now we bring you binge worthy bits which is a fancy name that we just came up with (laughs) for (laughs) Uh, things we've been reading watching and listening to one of my favourite podcasts that I've been listening and always listen to is called Just mm. the Gist. Uh, and it's hosted by Rosie Waterland and Jacob Stanley, who has the most beautiful voice. Voices. He's absolutely stunning. It's all about voices. It's right? all about voice. Don't know how we're going to go. Well, ahead I hope editing. someone can stand there. Oh. <laughs> Um, and basically, their, um, uh, podcast is about giving, uh, their listeners just the gist on interesting facts and stories about famous scandals, true crime or amazing people. Um, some of my favourites have been um, QAnon, uh, Wallace Simpson and the Royal Abdication. That was like a bit of a royal story. Uh, Charles Manson, Bill Gibson and uh, there's been one about uh, Free Britney and she is at the moment all over the She Um, is media. She's everywhere. She is everywhere, and rightly so. So she, and I've been reading a little bit about her, and uh, funnily enough, she's turning 40. Well, she's 39, so she's heading to 40. And she has been in a conservatorship, which I think is pretty much like a guardianship, um, for 13 years. So when our girls were born, like 2008, it's incredibly long. So who would usually be in a conservatorship? A conservatorship is for people who cannot um, uh, they're considered to have a severely diminished mental capacity yep so for someone with Alzheimer's or dementia generally uh, yeah wow yeah for sure and she, look and I think at the beginning she appreciated the conservatorship because it actually held her finances together and she admits clearly she was no, she had some issues going on and rightly so her story is really interesting. When I research a little bit more um, into this and just, you know, listen to a few um, other podcasts because it's everywhere, um, she has even been forced to have an IED so she cannot have any more children. So she's already got two children and she wants to have another child with her now current partner and just has absolutely no right over her body, over her medical care, over her... Wow! Choices, her money, her na- absolutely nothing. So it's really incredible that it's gone on for such a long time. I assumed it would be something where she'd gone into rehab, she'd got the all clear, she'd um, got on the right track, and then a certificate saying that this is over. That's but true. the fact yeah. that it's lingered on so long, and she wants mm-hmm. them in jail. I heard, I heard that. Yeah, she wants mm-hmm. these. Um, her her father and the people. Dictating to her mm. So well, I'm her not jail. sure who's in this conservatorship But it's definitely her dad yeah. And there's other people So wow, so that's what I've been binging um, Over the last couple of days anyway Well, rainy days on the farm And I've been um, Watching reruns of McLeod's daughters <laughs> <laughs> Oh Claire Taking myself back to Drover's Run <laughs> And um, yes, yeah, So much nostalgia there I remember um, I remember all of Um, my husband and his brothers would get their girlfriends and we'd all go down to the in-laws on Wednesday nights and we'd all sit in beanbags and watch (laughs) McLeod's Daughters. And it was one of those shows that um, when it ended, you didn't quite know how your life was going to go on without it. And I think it meant like because that was not far from here where that was filmed. So, Mm -hmm. yes, I did love my McLeod's Daughters and loving introducing um, my – uh, daughter to McLeod's daughters, hoping that she will cotton on to it as much as I did. Yes, mine definitely has. Because gosh, they got into know. some they got into some bad spots on drivers' Oh, Rale. There was some nasty farming. Going yeah. on there <laughs> was. There was. <laughs> so speaking mm-hmm. of farming dramas, I'm I'm a little loath to admit <laughs> that. I kind of, I can, I can get into Farmer Wants a Life and I hate the whole concept of the the guy and then all the girls. Oh, yep. like, pick me, pick me. That whole thing doesn't really, um, you know, sit well, but oh, I'm a sucker for some yeah. good entertainment <laughs> and just the, the, just the whole thing. F- I don't know. We watch some, as a family. questionable. Yeah, we do too. Yeah. yeah. And everybody gets, and everyone has their favourites. And yeah. there's questionable farmers, though, isn't there? Like, like, are they really farmers? Do you consider that as a farm?
1: Mm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And they're really, and they're always all nice and beautiful and green. It's like you need to come out to the mid north of South Australia in yeah. December to see how, uh huh. Yeah, now, uh-huh. that ain't so, yeah. They, they do make it out to be. Fairly glamorous, and usually it is not. I have been watching the shorts for that, and uh, just the drone footage going in and looking at these farms. I'm like, "What the shit? Like, what have I done wrong?" <laughs> we married the wrong farmer. <laughs> We're on the plains. We're on the plains. There's not a hill in sight. It's dry, good wind. Can't see your road anyway. <laughs> you can't drive home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I feel like I live on an outback station. Um, but yeah, can't wait to watch. Yes, and we will bring you all the best bits yeah. in and a bit of. A- Ooh, nice. well, we we're just going to pick it pieces We are going to pick the pieces. <laughs> <laughs>